I'm your host, Emily Bolt. I'm an actor, teacher, and a new mom. Once my daughter arrived, I went on the hunt for answers to all my questions about being a working actor mom, and what did I find? Well, practically nothing. So here I am asking all the questions to try to figure out how people do it. How are mothers balancing and not balancing parenthood in this crazy industry? Join me and my amazing guests as we take a real look into the life of a working entertainment industry moms everywhere. On today's episode, I'm chatting with Marla Sokoloff. Marla and I met a few years back, back when she only had two daughters, and this past year she welcomed her third baby girl. And on this episode, we talk about everything from the difference in ages of kids to miscommunications when it comes to acting jobs to how Marla tries to balance and juggle it all, as well as her switching from acting to directing and writing and all the way to body image and breastfeeding and the shame around all of that. And I'm so excited for you guys to listen to our very first episode. And without further ado, this is Marla. Marla, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to ask you so many questions. (laughs) First of all, tell me your daughter's ages and names again. Okay, so I have Elliot, who's 10. I have Olive, who's seven. And then I have Harper, who is seven and a half months. Oh my God. So you you are in the thick of it. (laughs) I guess it'll just always be the thick of it. I know, because it's funny. It is, it's true. There really is always the thick of it because you would think like my 10-year-old is easy in so many ways, you know, because she has, um, she could do everything herself, essentially. Like I always joke, I could give her like a pass, uh, you know, the code to my Postmates and I could like leave her at home. And as long as she's feeding herself, she'd be fine because she's very responsible, but it comes with so much more heart, you know, because now she's in fifth grade and I have to stay on top of her like homework and her tests and her studies and all the things that I like barely understand. And, you know, and then friendship stuff and crushes. And so it's like, yeah, having a baby, as you know, is really hard and a lot of work. But in many ways, it's easier. I don't know. It's all very tri- yeah, tricky. Yeah, I was going to ask. You have like a pretty broad spectrum of the ages right now. I was going to ask if one was easier than the other. Because right now, you know, May's only three months. And so I'm trying to enjoy while she can't move. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, oh, right. I can set her and she'll be okay yeah. for now. <laughs> For the exactly. Next you can put her in like a docking station and she won't yeah. complain about it. And then, yeah. you know, yeah, I mean, it's funny. I feel like because it's my third, I know everything that's not everything. I don't know everything, <laughs> but I know what's up ahead. You know, I'm yeah. like, she's about to crawl. You could see how she's trying to crawl and yeah. it's exciting. But just like you said, it's kind of like, well, that's going to make things a lot trickier because she's going to be all over the house and then we have to baby proof. Yeah. And, you know, my kids have their things everywhere. She's going to be shoving everything in her mouth. And right. So going back. So I would, one of my fears, like having a kid in the industry for me being like, well, is my career, like my career is not where I want it to be. Like, do I wait to have a baby once it gets rolling or you know then it'll be harder what were your like fears before you had a baby and I know it's different I well I'm not gonna say I know it's different but as an outsider it seems to me that it will be different for you because you've been in in it for a while and I feel like and you've had great success so I don't know if it was different for you or if you still had those same fears or what was it? Yeah, like? I would say with my first, you know, I wanted to have a baby so badly. Like I was like, okay, I'm ready. It's time. We had been married for like three years or something. So that was like the natural, you know, next step. Um, <clears throat> but I feel like I made not the mistake because it wasn't a mistake. I would never say anything I've done with my children as a mistake, but I was so into being a mom that I really wanted nothing to do with working for a second. Oh. And then about I would say six to eight months after she was born, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to get back into it. And it was a lot harder than I thought, you know, Mm. like once you lose that momentum, 
or people are like, oh, she had a baby. She's kind of like off the map for a second. Um, I was actually surprised at how hard it was to kind of get back to work. Um, With my second daughter, I oddly like got all these pregnant lady jobs. So I kept working when I was pregnant. I did like an arc on Grey's Anatomy and a pregnant job on Hot in Cleveland. Um, So I didn't really stop with her. But then with Harper, I, you know, was even more concerned with Harper because I had totally worked the past few years at pivoting my career from acting, you know, and I really was focusing on directing, but I wasn't at a place, you know, where it was like, I'm so established that I could go away and come back, no problem, you know? So I think that was like a, you know, a valid concern, you know, but I think everybody has that. I I think no matter what you do for a living, you know, you're going to be worried about, you're going to be worried about your career. So yeah, I think any, any career, if you're a doctor, if you're a lawyer, if you're whatever, it's like breaking up that momentum and like, you know, taking time to focus on um, something completely different is really scary. But I always say it's like nothing you're ever going to regret. Right. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Were you worried like beforehand about telling your reps or were you good enough? Like with them, were they men? Are they women? Um, Like how did, how did it go with telling and was it different for each one? Definitely different. I feel like with my first one, I was like, I'm pregnant. Like I was so excited about it. And then the second one, I was I was really nervous, you know, because I felt like I had worked so hard to, um, you know, kind of get back on track. So yeah. I was worried that, you know, that was going to be met with some sort of like hesitancy. But on this third one, that definitely was the most stressful to tell my reps because you know, I'm sure you've led on to your reps or people around you. You're like, you know, we're thinking of having a baby or, you know, I'm, I'm assuming it wasn't a big shock to a lot of people, but in this case, you know, I had a 10 year old child and a seven year old child. So I don't think anyone thought there was like another baby coming, you know? So, um, I didn't tell my reps, I think I was like five months pregnant, something like that. Like once I was like visibly pregnant, yeah, (laughs) I got to start telling people. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. So you said like, you guys have been married for three years. You were just like, you knew you wanted kids. You were ready for it. Did you like worry about, you said you you kind of took a break, but was that break after your first one intentional or was it just like, that's kind of what happened? Because I, you know, obviously in this career, we don't really get maternity leave and it's not like, there's a set like this is when you're coming back and this is, and you're coming back to work right away um so i know you said it, t- it took a little while to get back into it but were you was that conscious on your part like were you like i'm going to take this much time afterwards i'm sure it was different from the first one than the other two yeah so with elliot my oldest daughter it was 100% intentional she had some like health problems when she was born but we knew that it was going to happen I, we knew when i was pregnant that this oh, was okay. something <clears throat> so it wasn't like a big shock when she was born but um so she needed to have um part of her lung removed when she was 5 months old oh my um God, scary. i know so she had a pretty she had a pretty big surgery and i had always told my reps like everybody around me friends whomever that I would take time off through that surgery, at least, yeah. you know, cause that's not something I wanted to miss. And I remember I actually got offered and this is, I won't name the company because I don't work for them anymore because of this scenario. And again, there is truly no regret that happens in life, but um, I had gotten offered a movie. I think she was two months old or something. And she had to have a CT scan to go over like where she was in the line. And it was like, you know, yeah. the, when you have a baby, like these things are very scheduled and yeah. um, it was all based on like her weight and like timing and all that. And um, so I turned down the movie, but I told my reps, like, please let them know this is why I'm turning down the movie. It's not because I am just like flippantly not, you know, I don't like the script or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the person who was my rep at the time didn't relay that. Um, and they, it was just like a straight up pass. And then I didn't know this story until about five years later, um, a friend of mine was working for this company and they said, yeah, you know, we were so surprised. Like Marla just kind of passed on one of our projects, you know, and with no explanation. Yeah. And that really was a bummer. And I actually did wind up sending an email, letting them know, you know, it was really just something that I had to stay home to do, you know, cause it was filming yeah. in Canada and 
I didn't want to leave, you know, and I wasn't going to bring her with me with like health stuff. So anyway, long story short, you know, it was intentional to answer your question, but it also yeah. like it did, you know, it did, it didn't come without any sort of like ramifications. But like I said, I certainly don't regret any of that for a second. Yeah. And I'm sure like once they knew, or if they would have known at the time, like it would have been so different. Yeah. I feel like people are a lot more, I'm learning that people are a lot more understanding than like I thought that they might be like my reps were super happy for us when I told them, I don't think I was nervous telling them because I was like, it is what it is, whatever you (laughs) think about it. But, um, she's coming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and we didn't have time. I mean, I always hesitate to say this because, you know, I know so many people have hard time, but we were like, okay, I guess we'll start trying. Maybe it'll happen in a year, whatever it happened the first time. So we didn't have time to be like, we're trying and just a heads up or anything like that. But, um, were, did you say, forgive me if you already said this, um, how your reps responded? Were they all good with it? We're like, what, we'll send you on pregnant auditions or we'll. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't remember anybody feeling, you know, like, oh gosh, really? You know, and if they yeah. did, I don't think that's an, an appropriate thing to ever tell anybody. So, <laughs> you know, I, I never got that vibe. Um, Like I said, I feel like this last one, you know, it was more like shock. Like, wait, what? You're having another baby? <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah, because I had one, I was taking manager meetings and one woman was like, you, if you want to have a baby, and this was before we were even thinking of it. And she was like, you can't do both. She was like, you can't be an actor. You can't have the career you want and be the mom you want to be. And I was like, okay passing on you yeah clearly she's not a mom right or was she I think she was that's why I was like uh what but I think she was really scary yeah I think she was older and had taken a break like so her kids were older I don't know but um but speaking of not being able to do both apparently how do you find or not find the balance because I feel like with such a busy with you know schedule and kids and it's like how how do you do it (laughs) or what's your secret or not secret or I know exactly it's like I had a friend yesterday and um she posted this video not a video she posted a um like a story slide that just said I you know she actually I think her daughter is almost the same age as me um she wrote something like you know, today's just one of those days, like I'm having a really hard time and this is really hard and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So I sent her a video of me holding Harper still in my workout clothes from the morning. It was six o'clock or something. I'm like, hi, I just want to let you know, I'm in my workout clothes still. I haven't taken a shower. I have two kids that I still have to feed dinner. They're both doing homework. Like I, oh, and then I forgot to pick my dog up at the groomers. So I had to go back and get her. I've been to Costco. I've been to Trader Joe's. I've been trying to work. It's like, girl, I get it. I get it. I see you. And I have a nanny, you know? So it's not like it's me here all by myself. Like I'm not going to yeah. pretend, you know, I have help. Um, but it's just, it's a lot. And I do think in some weird way, there's some like value in what that manager said to you because it's not, you can't, but it's, there are times where you're really good at being a mom and not as great at your career. And then there's other times where I feel like I'm doing like, you know, super focused on work. And I know that like, I'm not as focused on my family as I normally am because my focus is here. So the one thing I try to really do is if I know I'm starting a job, I try to set everything up like prep wise, the same way I prep a movie, you know, like Mm -hmm. as an actor or as a director. So whatever homework I do, I do it for my family too. So I make sure hot lunch is ordered every day for school. You know, I don't normally do that. I normally make them lunch, but while I'm working, I check that off my list. I make sure they have every play date. I mean, obviously your daughter's age, it's harder to do this, but (laughs) you make sure babysitters are set up or like they're picked up at school or some, a friend is over. So they're busy, you know, or they have piano lessons. Like I just try to literally, I have a calendar that I keep for my nanny and my husband and me and everybody can see this is what everyone's doing. So when I'm at work, I don't have to be like, oh shit, who's picking them up? Or like so-and-so has to go here. So it's like, everybody just knows, you know? So um, that makes it a lot easier. Obviously, again, with 
the babies, it's harder because you can't really schedule too much for them. It's yeah. more just making sure they are fed and, you know, loved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like we, you and I have similar type A personalities. I'm going to guess that you're with me. Oh, yes. Um, yes. So I am at the point where I'm like, I know she's only three months. I'm ready for a schedule though. And like the, her doctor was like, no sleep training yet. And I'm like, Oh God. <laughs> so, and I am, cause I'm going to work part-time, but like, while I'm gone, even with my husband, I'm like, is he doing it the way I would be doing it? Is this the way? And I knew ahead of time, I was like, my goal is to not micromanage some like especially my husband I'm like he's the dad and I've been nannying for like a yeah. years but it's that's all out the window now that she's mine because I'm like how do I do this what do I do and I'm like oh my god now I'm just an idiot but I'm like how do you like when you are gone knowing that like other people are doing it with your kids like I know it's probably different when with like your husband versus your nanny versus whoever, but I don't know if maybe I'm just crazy, (laughs) but I'm like, are they doing it the way I would be doing it? And like, how do you, do you just deal with it? I mean, I think the answer to that is no, they are not doing it the same way that you're going to be doing it. You know, like obviously not, you know, um, dads, I think are exempt from this, you know, it's like the, however they do it, they're allowed to do it that way. Um, as long as the, you know, they're not completely screwing everything up. But um, as far as like somebody watching your child while you're at work or whatever, it's like, I think you have to just like let go on that one because, you know, I know I have certain friends who like check their nanny cams all day and, you know, do all of that. And like, they're just checking in all the time. And I think once you build up that trust with someone and you're giving them like the most important thing in your world, you know, like, like I said, as long as there's nothing happening, that's like hurting them, you know, if they're giving them like, an extra bottle or something like that. It's like, you know, you do have to kind of just know that you've trusted that person and you have to kind of let that stuff go. I mean, there's still times where like, you know, especially now that my daughters are older, they can like manipulate, you know, the person Mm. who's watching them. And like, you know, (laughs) she's like, oh, you know, she let us have some Sprite today. And I was like, what? You know, like that kind of stuff. I'm like, like, my mom said I can do this. But they do that now. So it's like, you know, you can't get that mad because I mean, I do, but you know, you still kind of have to like, just like let some of that stuff go and just know that, you know, you're, you got to take care of yourself and do what's best for you. And if that's going to work and like makes you a better mom, then you got to kind of just let go of that part of it. Oh man, that's so hard. It's very hard like and then the guilt too you feel like bad you know and I'm barely even gone ever (laughs) but I'm like um do you has it like lessened um maybe that's not the right word but like has it lessened has it gotten easier now with the third one because you're like I know she'll be okay I know that like this is how it goes and I've raised two already wonderful girls I know I've got this like I did it before it'll be fine yeah I mean I feel like I definitely was way more helicoptery and like a little bit more you know anal and very specific about everything from Elliot to Harper I mean I still am like there's definitely a way I like things done um but I think you know you are more relaxed on like obviously on the third one I'm more relaxed because I just know that you know, whatever you're stressing about today, like in three days from now, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, remember when I was worried that May wouldn't walk? (laughs) She was like, you know, a year old and like still like laying on her back. (laughs) And then the next week she's like jogging a marathon, you know, it's like so funny how kids do that kind of stuff to you. So I think that's, that's something that always gives me some comfort, you know? Right. Um, so speaking of now you're like writing and directing, how long have you been doing that? Like, when did you decide to switch into that? Was that something that came along with having children because of like, you can control stuff a little bit more or was it something you'd always wanted to do? Yeah, I think kids were definitely a big factor in me, like putting that, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for that plan in action because, and yeah, I always have written 
never really thought that I would be a director full-time. Like, I think I always knew in the back of my mind, I'll dabble in directing or direct something I'm in or whatever, but I was definitely surprised by how much I loved it and how that this was the thing that I really wanted to put in like the focus of my career. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, I was at a bar one night with my husband um, crying hysterically because I hadn't worked in a second. And I felt like I kept going into these rooms and meeting dead eyes. And I was like, I don't know what to do anymore. I'm so frustrated. I feel like I'm banging my head up against the wall and I would literally pull up to auditions. This is the days of us going in person. Back in the day. <laughs> the good old days. But I would like sit in my car and like, just want to drive off, you know? And so I thought this isn't normal. I shouldn't feel like this anymore. And everyone always tells you like the second it's not fun anymore, stop doing it. And I'm like, I've, I'm, it's not fun anymore. I, yeah. I felt traumatized. You know, I was so down on myself if I didn't get something and you know, I, I just, it was all just needed. And I was in my own way clearly, but you know, my husband said, you have all these like great things that you've written. Why don't you just go make one? And I thought, can I do that? Do I know how to do that? Who's going to help me with this? And, you know, from that moment on, I put together a plan to make a short of something that I felt really passionate about and asked everyone I knew to help me with it. And people were willing to, and it was, so addictive you know I was like this is this is addicting this is what I want to do with my life and um I think having kids helped me make that decision because it is more on you know you are more in charge you know like Mm -hmm. obviously I'm not picking and choosing the movies I do but um you do get a little bit more control and you feel like you're not answering to someone else. I mean like in regards to your career you know like oh do I have any auditions coming up or has anyone checked my avail on this, that, or the other. Right. Like I actually, I'm always telling my manager what's going on or my agents because mm-hmm. I'm the one making the calls and sending the emails. And, you know, it's like, you're really your own advocate. Yeah. Um. So what, what, what was that like first thing that you did and how did that, how did it go? Were you scared? What did you do with like, where were your were you just have like the babysitter with the kids or like, were you just, so it was different then from now, from now. So, you know, the, 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 the whole premise of the short is based on a preschool. Um, Oh yes, yes, yes. I know the one. Yeah. And I literally, it, it was just, this is just my like personality. I would walk into that class and almost like eye roll, you know, I mean, I love that school and we're going to go back there and it was such a great experience, but you would walk in and there would be pictures of all the kids and like what they each were allergic to and you know just things that you know aren't real allergies you know just things their parents didn't want them to have you know like red dyes you know and stuff like that and it just used to always make me laugh like I was just like this is so LA like everything about this is so LA and the kids who would bring like you know tofu and seaweed and stuff as their snack and you know just I wasn't raised like that you know I didn't grow up here in LA and like my kids luckily were so lucky we don't have any allergies so I let them eat whatever and Um, so I literally went home that day after having just like, you know, a funny afternoon staring at this preschool classroom. And I wrote this script in like, you know, two hours or something, you know, it was just short. And, um, I was like, I think that's the one I want to make, you know, cause I think people make fun of us in LA anyway, and just how, you know, our kids' names and what we feed them and, you know, how we are with them and the yoga and the meditating. And, um, so yeah, it was people like really it resonated with people, which was great. Um, and, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. I remember we shot it on a weekend because it was a preschool. So we couldn't use Monday through Friday and my husband came and like the girls loved it. I mean, they were older, you know, like I think Olive must've been two. Um, and Elliot was about to go into kindergarten. So, or no, she was just in kindergarten. It was her first year of kindergarten. Yeah. So, um, he, I remember they just they, hang they, along or were they was um was he Elliot was with them most of the day and he kept like bringing them you know they came by the set to visit because it was the preschool they went to so gotcha. it was like exciting for them to be there you know um yeah so so did you and but she, but Elliot wasn't in it right she actually was in was. it That's yeah what I was she's wondering. in it I was like I think she was in it uh-huh um and she was like in kindergarten. So she must've been like the perfect age for it too. Yeah. She was totally the perfect age. And then a lot of her friends that were in that preschool 
I threw some of them in too because they were like trying to be actors. I, I didn't ask yeah. anybody who like didn't want to be an actor because, you know, I'm not going to put that upon anybody, but you yeah. know, some of them like already had agents and oh are trying God. to. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. So speaking of, do you, did your, did Elliot show interest in it or were you like, Hey, just, you want to be in this or like, do, do um, daughters show interest in it? Are you nervous for them? Would you let so, them? All of those questions. <laughs> It, it, and you know what's so funny? I would say this is like top, one of the top like five questions I get asked, you know, but yeah. like in every interview, every friend, every person on the street. I am a big believer in going to study what you love while you're in school, studying it, making sure you love it. Yeah. Um, and then once you are done with school, then absolutely I would like support and help and do all of the things. But as far as like getting an ad, an agent, like when you're a little kid, I won't, I, I'm not into, into that for my children, you know, but yeah. my older daughter is definitely like, I want to be an actress. Like, okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. That's always hard. I'm curious where, where that's going to go. Cause I think it's interesting. I don't know um, how it was growing up for you, but like, cause you're from San Francisco. Yeah. Um, so you weren't crazy far, but I don't know if you, and you moved here cause you, you did start somewhat young, right? Yeah. You were, yeah. No, I started professionally, you know, I joined, um, this theater group called the American conservatory theater, which is in San Francisco. And I started that probably when I was like, you know, eight. Oh, wow. So yeah. yeah, I was pretty young. And then, um, I would say when I was like 11 or 12, an agent had told my mom, like, you should take her to Los Angeles and do this thing called pilot season. And um, my mom was like, no, we're not like moving to LA. <laughs> and I kind of stalked her about it. And every day of her life probably annoyed her to come down to LA. And she's like, okay, you have one month. We'll go there. We'll do this pilot season thing, you oh, know, wow. and I wound up getting full house in that month. So we never went back home <laughs> really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we commuted a bunch. It was like back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, you know? Yeah. Are you, are you an only child or? No, I have a brother. Um, he's four years older and you know, it was kind of at the time where my family, my parents were getting divorced. So I think my mom was like Mm. probably looking for her out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he stayed in high school and then went off to college. So yeah, it wasn't too many years of not having us there. So you've been in LA for a chunk for a while yeah most I mean yeah <laughs> like definitely more most of my life yeah yeah um that's wild that you like got that so so quickly that's amazing was it hard for you then like because I know you did you've worked a ton and then you said like that later on you were like what am I doing wrong like having all like, I guess more rejection to say for lack of better, but like, was it hard after like having it so easily? Not easily. I don't want to say easily, but having, yeah, it no, so I know what you're saying. Early. I mean, I think, yeah, I think it was like a shock for me because I definitely, you know, I think I always say it's like, once you have to start paying your own bills and you have to make a living at this, Mm. that's when you're kind of like, Oh, wait a minute. Whoa. This isn't as easy as I thought, you know, it was like, I would work all the time, but it wasn't like I had to support myself, you know, I was was a child. And so I think, you know, I did this show called the practice and that carried me through until I was like 21 Mm. and it was right around then, like that show went off the air and I, I, gosh, I don't remember how long I, it had taken me to like get another job after that but I remember that's when it kind of started getting a little bit harder you know I was older I had been on some shows um things definitely didn't come as easy um yeah so I think that was the first time that was like oh oh gosh like I'm glad I saved some money because I'm not making any right now (laughs) (laughs) and is your your husband is somewhat in the industry right he does yeah he's a composer for Mm -hmm. film and television so yeah. yeah, he's in the industry, but he's not, I don't know how you do it. I think dating an actor is, or being married to an actor rather. Um, well, I mean, listen, listen, some people I didn't, 
I didn't know he wanted to act when we first got together. Oh, he tricked you. He really spun that. Well, he was still, he's a writer and that's where he like started. And that's when we were together, what he wanted. And then he was like, you know, I really want to act. And I was like, man, uh, like, no, you don't. Yeah. I was like, do you? And then of course we had to go through the whole, well, we, I had to go through the whole thing of like, you know, me being like, well, I studied it and I went to school for it and you're just yes. doing it and like <laughs> that whole thing. But it is nice to have some, you know, there's pros and cons where it is nice, I'm sure, to have somebody who at least understands what is happening and what you're going through. And it's not like, you know, hey, uh, when are you going to book something? You're going to do something soon? Like you yeah. want to contribute to <laughs> Yeah. Where I'm like, it would be easier if some, if one of us were just a lawyer or whatever. But um, speaking of like having like a steady job, it's like, how do you deal? I don't know how steady his work is, but how do you deal with like the inconsistency of this industry versus like being consistent for your kids? Is that are you hard? talking like a mental consistency? or a financial consistency both yeah I think the mental one like is the one that really would get to me before you know I I would get so down on it and that was a big reason why I didn't want to act as much anymore because I would like you know go up it would be like me and another person on something and like it was always the other person who got it and I just remember sitting at my bedroom one day like crying after like finding out I didn't get something you know you finally got that call and I was like, I have two girls. Like, they can't see mom crying about the stupid job that wasn't meant for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that they ever saw me doing that. But I feel like I, it really, I looked so different to myself. You know, I was like, you are pathetic. Like, pull yourself together. <laughs> <laughs> like, get it together. You're someone's mom. Like, you know. Um, so I think the mental piece for me was like, it was so clear that that just like wasn't working for me, you know. Yeah. Um, and the financial side is, you know, obviously very stressful, like when you're not consistently making money, but, um, I think we're all just so used to that as artists, you know, and freelancers. Yeah. Just that hustle, the good old hustle, (laughs) the good old hustle. Yeah. Um, but do you, do you think it's important? Like I, I think it's nice or one of the reasons again until it's like you're not happy doing it anymore or you know as long as you can make ends meet I think it's important we've decided that like we do pursue our careers and show may like resilience and you know really if it's something you really want to do to keep doing it because I know because my dad um is an artist and, but he, you know, growing up had just worked at a bank and now he's started painting again more. And like, my mom was our theater teacher in, in high school. She was my high school director, but like she, you know, not, I don't want to say that they like gave up on their dreams. Cause I don't think they ever really wanted to do it, but you know, is that something that you think about or that's like kind of kept you going or made you more hesitant no and I think I'm like super honest with them too you know I actually got you know it wasn't really like fired I got you know we kind of like disbanded this job that I was working on like we just Mm -hmm. like a mutual and I told them I was very honest with them about it you know I was like oh I lost this job today you know I'm so bummed like I because I want them to see it's not just like mom going off and like doing the things that she loves and like having success it's like there are bumps in my road you know yeah and they were both so upset because they had like met these producers like they they came to like the screening of something they were like wait why why no I wanted you guys to work together I'm like I did too but like sometimes you know this is how this business is like um and my husband came home he's like why did you tell them that and I was like because like I want them to see because they both like went up to him they were like dad did you know that like mommy got fired I'm so worried about her and they were so upset about it and he was like why did you tell them you got fired I'm like because I think it's important like yeah you know this isn't this is hard there's a lot of ups and a lot of downs 
Well, and especially, yeah, if like, like you said, your if your oldest really does want to like get into it, seeing that like it is, it's not easy. There's a lot of ups, no. ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you, okay. You look amazing and you, you just had a baby and you've had three and you look great for not having children. So <laughs> I'm going to ask you the question, the vain question of, did you worry about your body image? Like, was it different for each one? Do you just let it go? Like, how did you? So with my first daughter, I gained almost 60 pounds because I was like, I'm pregnant. This is the best. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like I just felt like, and I think also being an actress all these years and like being on a permanent diet, you know, I Mm -hmm. was like, I'm not going to, I'm not allowed to diet now. This is so freeing. Yeah. Um, And then it took me like, literally, I remember being her first birthday party and being like, these are my old jeans. I finally got them back on, you know, it was like a year later. (laughs) I was wearing the pants that I wore when I got pregnant. Um, so then Which with is my still, second, that's still really good. That's really good. I really, like. okay. So <laughs> to me, it felt endless. Like I was just like, you know, you walk into your closet and you're like, literally can't wear any of this. Yeah. Um, that's where I'm at. <laughs> it sucks. I, it's, yeah. the, I mean, you're three months out. So yeah. And it's I just get like, it. I don't want to buy new clothes. No, so I'll just wear yoga pants, which exactly. I do anyway. So why do I get <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Um, but with my second, I was like, okay, we're not doing that again, Marla. That took way too much. It was like a lot of work, you know, Yeah. getting that off. Like it was going to a dietitian and, you know, I actually taught spinning at the time. So I was doing a lot oh, of wow. spinning. Yeah. Um, and then I, uh, so I didn't gain as much with my second one because I, well, first of all, she came very premature. So I only got to 34 weeks. So oh, wow. that was slightly helpful. And, you know, cause yeah. at the end is when it really piled on. Yeah. And, um, I, with Harper, I feel like that was kind of, that definitely like messed me up a little bit because I was like, I worked so hard to like get this baby weight off. I don't want to lose it again. I don't want to have a third time of doing that. Yeah. Like, cause it, because I had the experience of like killing myself to get all of that off. So I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do it again. Um, so I was really, I went to Pilates and I got, you know, I was talking to a dietitian while I was pregnant. I just, Mm. I I mean, I still gained the same amount of weight. I gained like 35 pounds or something like that, 30 pounds. So it's not like I, I didn't gain anything, but it just, I just really didn't want, I just couldn't, I couldn't do that 60 pounds again. Yeah. Yeah. My doctor kept being like, I think I had told you this before that she was like, um, you don't need to gain more than 15 or 20. And I was like, I hate you. Don't talk. Also, to me. like, who can gain fifteen pounds when they're pregnant? I was like, I'm gonna choose to ignore you, and yeah, we will continue on. Yeah. Um, it, well, that's good that you had like the the insight from the first, the first, and the second, and the third. Like, I'm sure that's always it gets easier each time, or. Mm, Maybe not easier physically, but easier mentally, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I definitely notice a difference in like how things are looking, you know, because I'm 41 years old. And so, you know, I was 34 when I had my last baby. So it feels like, oh yeah, no, things haven't really like tightened up the way they did the last (laughs) time, you know, it's like gonna have to keep on working on that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting being like, um, Cause I, I'm 35 now. So I was just, just two weeks of 35 when she was born. So it was still a geriatric pregnancy, which is just Fantastic. lovely that they call it that. But, um, but being like a young mom out here somewhat and then, but like back home, I'm from St. Louis and all my friends, my, my friends have 10 year old kids and I'm like, say what? Like, I still feel like I had a teen pregnancy because I'm, <laughs> I'm like, what is, I'm a child having a child. You're like, but, why are they letting us bring this baby home? I know. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I do look and I'm like, oh, when you're 24 or whatever, having a baby and your body just probably just snaps right back is lovely. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. 
but um but yeah it is it is wild being like that we all have those pressures of like the whole just even the term of like bouncing back it's like you're not bouncing back to anything our bodies are totally different and it's hard to I don't know if you find that it's hard being like kind to yourself on that front where like what you would say to other people where you're like you're not bouncing back your body's different you made a whole human and then at the same time like being like yeah but I want to (laughs) look like this and being in the industry I said like in in if you're in front of a camera being like oh shit like what am I no and I even just did a deal I'm like you're only three months out but I remember being three months out this last time and I did a movie directing wasn't in front of the camera not once and I was pissed off I was just like these pants are fucking tight I feel disgusting you know I wasn't feeling like confident about myself and in my skin you know and like these jeans are like two sizes bigger than I normally wear three sizes whatever and it was I didn't and then and then the cinematographer he's such a sweetheart and always takes like you know photos of me directing or whatever and he sent and there were some I didn't recognize myself you know because I'd be looking through the pictures and be like who's that oh it's me oh um and I had a three month old so it's like for me to say to you like you're only three months out it's like why couldn't I have said that to myself you know like you just had a baby and you know but I saw you when you were like three months out I think and you did is that when I came to your house yes and I would beg to say you looked (laughs) amazing because I saw you and I was like oh god I hope I have the same bounce back <laughs> oh, that's very kind very very kind but you know when um, you're just like you don't feel like yourself you know yeah I think that's the more important thing is like feeling comfortable and feeling back in your body but oh my god you directed something and your baby was three months old how did you how how did like logistically I don't know if you were you were you just formula feeding or were you pumping? I formula fed this one from day one. I'm going to be totally honest Yeah, because breastfeeding was so difficult for me. Uh, Both girls, uh, horrible. Like I never had a lot of milk. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I remember I was at my like first daughter's 10 week appointment and like the pediatrician came and he's like, how's breastfeeding going? And I was like, it's not great. (laughs) And he was like, hold on, I'll be right back. And he comes in and he hands me a can of formula and he's like, just be done with that now, please. Like, cause I, my mental health was really suffering, you know? Yeah. And because I was a first time mom, I would feel just so much shame around it. You know, I was like, go to mommy and me and see the mom's breastfeeding. And I would always like make sure I gave her her bottle before class. Cause I didn't want anyone seeing me give her a bottle. Like I was really embarrassed, a lot of shame around it. I'm sorry. Second time around. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know if I, it's the same. I think formula maybe is even more accepted now in a weird way. It was like, I hope so. Feed your baby, feed the baby. However is best for everyone. Everyone. Exactly. Matter. You know, with my second, I, I, I exclusively pumped and that wasn't great either, but I still did it. And then with this one, you know, I just thought I, my schedule does not allow me to sit down at a breast pump and it doesn't, you know, and to take any sort of happiness away from this situation because I'm upset about breast. I'm like, I just knew that mentally it's a struggle for me. So I thought, you know what? This is like my bonus baby. I'm going to make it blissful and perfect. I'm going to take that one thing off that I really don't enjoy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, can I ask, this might be, I don't know, maybe too personal, but how does that, how does that work when, after you have a baby, if you just don't breastfeed, does it just not come in? Does the, well, it's not great. I'm going to tell you that it's not great. You know, it it wants to, yeah. Um, so, and I don't know what hospital you gave birth at, but the hospital I gave birth at, they like instantly always have sent in, you know, like a lactation specialist. And Mm -hmm. I told them right off the bat, you know, thank you, but no, thank you. I'm good. And they were like, so, I mean, talk about pressure, but thank God it was my third. Cause they were like, just try for me, oh, please. God. 
since our first day life, it'd be so beautiful for you to do. And I, it just, no means no, (laughs) no means no. And I remember it was like two in the morning and she brought me a breast pump and I was just out of it because I just delivered a baby. And my husband looked at me, he's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You already made up your mind. Stop. Because I was just trying to pump because I just felt, you know, like shit again. Um, but yeah, no, it comes in and it's, it's uncomfortable. And you, oh. I put like cabbage leaves on, cause that's supposed to help it get oh. the swelling down and, yeah. and wore a super duper tight sports bra. And yeah, I mean, it wasn't great. I'm not going to yeah. lie. It was pretty uncomfortable for like the first month. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm starting to think ahead. I'm like, oh, right. What is like all I have to got to figure out all that, like weaning and all that jazz. I mean, it's, it's yeah, the first two times I didn't have to do that because I had barely any supply. So it, it just, I never had to wean. It just stopped coming out. Yeah. There so, you go. It's yeah. a blessing and a curse. Decision was made for me. Yeah. It, you know, it always works out the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. God. Yeah. I feel like, I hope that now people are less like, who cares how your baby is? fed as long as they're fed and like formula like the science that they have around formula now it's like probably even better than breast milk like who who knows like there should not be yeah fed baby I mean to be completely honest with you I I think this time around I was very much like you know what I'm gonna be more honest about it because there could be some moms out there who feel like I felt with my first, you know, and I did like an Instagram story, like question and answer one day. And I guess I just felt like I was going to be honest. And somebody said, what, what made this baby like an easier, what did you do this time that like made it different than the others? And I admitted that I was formula feeding and I got so many messages, so many messages from people, probably one of the more messages I've ever gotten on anything I've ever posted, thanking me saying, nobody talks about this. And like, I hated breastfeeding or I couldn't breastfeed or my baby's adopted or whatever. And I feel the shame and like, thank you for admitting that. So I feel like now because of that experience, I don't feel any more embarrassment. My sister-in-law gave birth two months before me and she's still breastfeeding. And the very first time we all got the kids together, I was worried that that was going to make me feel like less of a mom or like I was, she was a better mom than me. And I'm just so happy that I didn't have that experience this time, you know, and I don't want any mom to feel like that. No, that's wild. Yeah. Cause I know, cause going into it, well, it was the same thing with like both of my, my sisters had a hard, like had a really hard time. So I, I was prepared like for, um, for trying to get pregnant. I was prepared that it was going to be really hard and that it would take a long time. And I lucked out and again, the same thing happened with breastfeeding. Like my sister couldn't do it with either of her boys. And I was like, okay, I'm prepared to like, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And I'm going to, if I want to try, I'm going to give myself this much time and then stop. Cause I, I, you know, it is important for (laughs) your mental health to be like, no, like I can stop trying at a certain point and it's not giving up. It's taking a different, a different approach. And different path. Yeah. And again, it's the same I thing as like when babies are out. walking or crawling, you know, it's like yeah. everyone's going to walk and everyone's going to crawl, you know, and unless there's some other issue happening, you know, it's like no one's going to breastfeed their whole life. Like eventually you're going <laughs> to all eat food, you know, let's hope. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, okay. So if you had like a perfect balanced day of your career and motherhood, what would that look like? I'm, I'm sure it doesn't happen every day, but when it does, what does it look like for you? I mean, it would be so cute if my, my baby would sleep in would love that that would be just perfect she loves the five o'clock hour oh um yeah uh and what is the perfect day I mean honestly we had such a great weekend this weekend and we didn't have any plans and I just Mm. love like seeing you know it's like you have sisters you know what it's like like 
seeing my big girls with Harper and she just like giggles at them and looks at them like they are gods. You know, she loves them so much. And yeah, just like hanging out at home and my big girls not fighting. If the little (laughs) one sleeps in and the big girls don't fight, I am happy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Do you think that motherhood has like um, changed your, or how has it affected either your acting or like how you approach directing and writing how is it like interesting question I mean I think like just you know um like circumstantially I think being a mom and a director and an actor it's like I'm very guided by where the jobs take me you know Mm -hmm. that has changed a lot because if it's something out of town I don't like to be gone for too long, you know? Um, and sometimes that will make me not take a job if it's a long-term thing out of town. Cause you know, they're only little ones. Yeah. Um, and then I think, you know, you, as a, you know, an actor, it's like, you understand certain things so much more. I mean, I know that, I don't know about you, but for me, like once I started having kids, there were so many shows I like couldn't watch, you know, cause it was too traumatic, you know, yeah. like I had to give up on Handmaid's Tale when mm, she like went to that when she went to that like abandoned barn to like see her daughter for the last time I was like oh no I'm Oof. out I can't watch the show anymore and I'm like I don't think it would have it definitely would have affected me but like when it, when you're a mother and you like are putting yourself in that position um it's just all the more gut-wrenching you know yeah yeah for sure um okay well I know I can't keep you here forever but I would love to but <laughs> my last question what is something that has just saved you like either a like a product or you know just a um a mantra (laughs) or anything that's just like that you would recommend or that has just been a lifesaver for you okay um okay I would say like mantra I have the same mantra that I've had um for years and um I always tell myself the only way out is through and mm-hmm. I did not come up with this. <laughs> yeah. I think, is it Emerson who said it? I'm going to get, I'm going to get the exact uh, quote, but, um, and it always helps me because then it's, especially with being a parent, because like mm-hmm. I said, everything is so heightened and important when you're in the moment. And then once you're through it's over and you're like, wow, that time really sucked. And I'm glad that we're not in that phase anymore. Yeah. Um, and product, I would say there's this thing called the baby shusher. Did you happen to get that? I did. I got the, um, the Frida version of it. So that thing's sh- amazing. Yeah. I love it so much. That helped because my daughter was having the hardest time in the car. She oh. would just hate her car seat. Oh. And, um, somebody told me to turn that thing on and it totally calmed her down. And then also, um, there's this, uh, car seat stroller called the Duna. And that has I've, been amazing for I've having more than one the- kid. I've seen those so much lately. As soon as like I saw one person with it, now I see everyone and I'm like, oh, dang. All right. Yeah. Cause it's like you yeah. run into Target, you know, you no more of like carrying that heavy car seat and trying to figure out what, you know, it's like it turns into a stroller, run in, run out. Or like if I'm picking my big girls up at school, it's like, you know, just take her out of the thing, turns into a stroller, we run right in, you know? Yeah. Somebody was smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. I know you have. Of course. And that is a look into Mommywood. And a special thank you to my producer, Cecilia Tripp with Laurel Canyon Creative. And thank you to Edith Mudge for my theme music. And don't forget to follow Mommywood Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And please leave a nice review and a few stars while you're at it. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of Mommy Wood. And take care. I need to the light my butt.